The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, hosted by Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Dr. Relly Nadler. I'm Allison Childs with the Center for Creative Leadership. Kathy and Relly have helped thousands of people like you become better performers, managers, and leaders with their unique approaches to coaching. Dr. Relly Nadler is a master level certified executive coach with the International Coaching Federation. A psychologist, corporate leadership, and team trainer, Dr. Nadler brings his expertise and emotional intelligence to all his keynote, consulting, coaching, and training. Dr. Nadler's Leaders Playbook provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers. For more information and free tools by Relly Nadler, go to www.truenorthleadership.com. New York Times bestselling author Kathy Greenberg wins hearts and minds around the world with her internationally acclaimed books on the new science of happiness, including What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Working Mothers Know. Kathy is available for a variety of consulting and coaching programs where you can learn to apply her unique happiness equals profit business formula. For more on Kathy's coaching, tools, consulting, and keynote speaking, go to www.h2cleadership.com or www.whathappyworkingmothersknow.com for free tips and downloads. Thank you, Allison, from the Center for Creative Leadership for that intro. And welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Rowan Nadler. We have Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my co-host on the line. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. Today's show features Elena Spillove. She is with the Institutional uh, Consulting Director, the East-West Group at Greystone Consulting, and it's a business of Morgan Stanley Smith Barney. Let me say a little bit about uh, Elena here. She is a senior vice president and a leading financial consultant at the newly merged Morgan Stanley Smith Barney Venture, the East-West Group uh, at Greystone Consulting. She was the president of... APIC 2009, the Association of Professional Investment is what that stands for, uh, which is an elite national organization and is currently one of Barron's top 100 women in finance, a title she earned based on financial assets under management. Elena manages millions of dollars in assets for both individuals and foundations, and today she shares her insights on how financial success can be learned and how you, too, can apply key strategies in 2010 with a positive mindset and a fresh outlook on your financial future. Tough times can be an opportunity to set a new financial direction. Her philosophy is, listen, and you know, 
Kathy and I always want to bring you the best in current leadership topics like we have today with Elena, interviews with proven leaders, and provide evidence-based best practices to help you develop more leaders in your organization. And Kathy, welcome to the call. Thanks, Relly. It's always an honor and a privilege to talk to our audience about being the heartbeat of your organization. You know, most leaders really underestimate just how much influence they have over others. And, well, as a result, they can underperform, and so can their firms. But doing just a few things differently can really make a big improvement in your performance and those around you. And what Relly and I will try to teach you in each and every show is something about how to develop more leaders in your organization, how you can use the science of happiness to learn what happy companies know about performance and how emotional intelligence and positive psychology strategies can help you be your best. We also share insights on brain and neuroscience contributions to top performance, and always we share a little bit about gender and generational differences that really make a powerful impact on how you're perceived and how others will follow you. We talk about work-life balance practices to help you be your best and to manage those around you, including your boss. We also try to share as many tips and tools in every show that you can use immediately and to put to work both for you and those around you. Relly, maybe you can talk a little bit about why we feel leadership development is so important as a science. Thanks, Kathy. Well, the reason is, and the reason we talk so much about leaders is that we know from research, the evidence base, that leaders have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. That's a huge influence over what goes on in the team. And the reason that is, is that emotions are contagious, and the leader has the most contagious emotions. That's the reason we call them the emotional thermostat for their team. We also know that uh, the key to being a star performer, and that's someone we define as being in the top 10%, is a variety of these emotional and social intelligence uh, skills. The further a person moves up in the organization, the more they need these skills versus just how smart they are, their IQ, or their technical expertise. We also know that the tipping point is trying to get someone in the top 10%, whether it's you or the people in your organization. And the reason that's so important is someone in the top 10% has been documented to produce twice as much revenue to the organization as managers between the 11th and 89th percentile. So how do you get your B players to be A players? That's the goal. We also know one of the ways to do that is through training. Training itself can help productivity, and research has showed about 22% in uh, increase in productivity. But if you add training and coaching, both Kathy and I are certified coaches, you can up the productivity as high as 88%. And one of the keys for doing that is, is for this show and all the shows that we have, is there are a few things, micro-initiatives, that you can do differently to create some macro impact. And if you're interested in more information from Dr. Kathy Greenberg, her website is www h2cleadership.com, and she has her happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching services. If you're interested in more information about me, Dr. Riley Nadler, my website is www.truenorthleadership for emotional intelligence books, some free EI assessments, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camps. 
And Kathy, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about uh, Elena and, and your um, connection with her for our audience. I'd love to. Um, Elena Spilov is the go-to person for uh, both municipalities, public funds, foundations, and endowments. She's a 30-year veteran of the financial industry, and Elena didn't always work with institutional clients. She got her start in operations. She spent some time as an assistant branch manager before deciding to try her hand at being a producer about 20 years ago. But it was several years after joining Smith Barney in 1991 that she set her sights on an ambitious goal, becoming that go-to person. And, uh, well, with a little bit of luck, she says, uh, and some skill, it all worked out. Well, obviously, that's an understatement. In 2008, Elena was named as one of the top wealth advisors in the greater Philadelphia area by the Philadelphia Business Journal, and that includes Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. And uh, in 2009, Barron's Winner Circle named Elena an independent consulting uh, whiz that advocates for best practices in the investment industry and named her as one of the industry's top 100 financial advisors. Elena was one of a select number of financial advisors recently selected to be a part of Greystone Consulting, which is a newly formed business with Morgan Stanley Smith Barney that provides a cutting-edge platform for institutional and very high net worth individuals. As an institutional consulting director leading one of just 30 teams, there's a lot of rigorous credentials and very specific requirements we have to obtain and maintain to be on that platform, she says. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Elena Spilov. It's an honor to have you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, one of the questions, Elena, that we love to share uh, with our, our audience uh, as well as our guests is to help us get some insight about you as an individual because we know you're such a powerhouse just from the introduction. And it helps us also kind of make a personal connection with you. So without uh, having you expose too much of, of your history but giving us just enough to get to know you, who's been the most influential people and thinkers in your life and your career, and how have they shaped your thinking about your work? Well, you know, Kathy, it's, uh, it may sound a little cliche-ish, but uh, probably the, the most influential individual in my life was, was my mother. Um, uh, at a time in, uh, in, in our culture where women were really not uh, not recognized as being very independent. Um, you know, my mother was forced into a situation where she uh, she had to be independent, and um, she instilled that independence in me and and I think the rest of my family. And um, it it's something that I've carried with me my whole life, uh, and it's it's served me extremely well. Um, but she, I, I don't think at the time that she realized. Um, you know how she was how she was forging those those new trails uh, that uh, that we as women enjoy today. Um, one of one of the other people in my life was very early on uh, someone that 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 mentored me in the business, uh, a supervisor, if you will, at the time when I was very young. I was in my uh, my early twenties, and just really encouraged me to to move forward and have faith in myself and. Um, 
to make sure that I always carried myself in this business with integrity uh, and always had, um, you know, my clients and, and uh, their, their best interests uh, came first. And he, and he was very influential uh, in my thinking moving forward in, in, in business. Perfect. That's, that's great. And it's always good to hear that our mothers play a key role in our lives. I think, as Kathy, as you and I know, and I'm sure Elena, as parents, we don't realize the influence we have. Often we think we don't have any influence over our kids, and, and most of the time we end up hearing from, from professionals, Elena, like yourself, that it's usually one of the, our parents that have had a lot of influence. So the other yeah. question we want to ask, yeah. ask you, Elena, is kind of why a career in financial services and what brought you uh, to where you are today? You know, it's, it's again, it's funny. Um, I, it, it certainly wasn't by choice. Um, I, it, I, I think uh, there was a, a much grander destiny. Uh, it was more by design. Um, you know, when, when you're in high school, there's very few times you, do you know what you want to do. I mean, I even speak to kids today, and, and they're like, well, I have no idea what I want to do or what I want to be when I get out of, when I get out of college. Um, so for me, it was more of a necessity. I, I needed to get a job uh, right out of high school, and um, the financial services industry was my very first job in operations, making something like $65 a week. Um, and uh, I just embraced it, and it embraced me, and, and uh, I, I just think it was my destiny to be here. Um, you know, it, it's, it's fascinated me. Uh, this industry is real time. Uh, when I when I say that, I mean that you know when you look at a career in the financial services industry, it, it encompasses everything on a day to day basis, everything that's happening in the world on a real time basis. Um, so, you know, when you say why a career in the financial services industry, it wasn't as if I had a, uh, a revelation one day and said, oh, I, I want to be a financial consultant. Um, my, my experience in this business just brought me to where I am today. It's fascinating as I listen to you talk about how you got to where you are. We, um, we'd love to know about what the difference is between helping people with public funds, as you do in foundations and endowments, versus the work of a financial investment counselor who works with an individual. But before we ask you to answer that question, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News, and we're talking to Elena Spillup. So come right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. 
seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. This ain't your mama's brain and health show. Tune in and get ready for entertainment and information about your mind and body that will really change your life. Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio is a sane departure from conventional thinking about diet, health, and the brain. Host Nora Gedgaudis will also combine humor and science to illuminate the mind and open your eyes to the principles of neurofeedback and diet, which can help you and your family live a better life. Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio airs live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Self-leadership is more important than corporate leadership. In the hustle and bustle world we live in, we need to be reminded that in all failures and successes, we are the common denominators. Each week, let Daniel Gutierrez help bring you the tools you need to manage self-leadership, resulting in self-success. Make your mark in your industry. Make sure you listen to Right Here, Right Now, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, talking with Elena Spillove. And before the break, uh, Kathy was asking Elena just to tell us a little bit about what's the difference between the work that you do with organizations and individuals, maybe to help our audience understand that. Well, um, I, you know, I get that question a lot. What, what, what's the difference between working with institutions and, uh, and individuals? And, you know, there really isn't much of a difference, maybe, maybe in the size of the assets that I'm managing. But overall and in general, um, it, you know, everyone – has to sit down and think about what their objectives are for this money. Now, now an institution obviously has much more um, uh, defined objectives, so to speak. Where an individual, you really have to guide them to understanding what their objectives are and the risks that, that are involved with those objectives. So there really isn't much of a difference um, when you're talking about um, advising institutions and advising individuals, you, you, you do have to wear two different hats. Um, sometimes I, I feel as though uh, I should bring a sofa into my office um, and have people lie down so I can be a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Um, but most of the time, you, you basically have, um, we talk about, uh, a four-step process, and, and this is really simplifying it. And that four-step process, one is, is, you know, identifying what your objectives are. That's the first thing. And, um, 
and then the second thing is, you know, putting putting those objectives in writing uh, along with your risk tolerance, and then actually going out and coming up with uh, with a plan. What type of uh, what type of investments and and what type of path are you going to go down to meet those objectives? Um, and then at that point in time, who are you going to employ? Uh, besides your consultant or your advisor, um, to to uh, to accomplish those objectives, and then the the, the fourth step in uh, in the whole process is then you know mo- the the monitoring and the uh, the reporting of the results, the monitoring of the uh, of the uh, the investment manager's performance, and uh, the monitoring of the results, and then. Um, you know, making sure it's it, you're you're providing reports on a regular basis of what uh, what those results are bringing. So there really isn't so, too much of a difference. Um, you know, on a on a very elementary scale. I mean, I could get into long details about what we do on the institutional side because sometimes they're much more involved. Um, you're dealing with pension funds that have projected liabilities out 30, 40, 50 years, um, other post-employee benefits, you know, and on an individual basis, um, you have liabilities going out 20, 30, 40 years as well. As an example, um, so really you, you have a young... The idea here, the idea here is uh-huh. that you, you identify what you want to do, and mm-hmm. you you list those objectives. So you say, I want I want my money to give me this kind of return, but I know I need to do that with this kind of risk because some some exactly. people don't have that that risk tolerance that a a larger company might have that are you know making more money than others. And then once you put that in writing, you plan that path, and then someone like you goes out and helps engage the the if you will the help of others who can do that best, and then you provide reports, and that person then can decide on a regular basis, whether it's quarterly or annually, what they want to do with those proceeds. Do they want to reinvest them, or do they want to try something else? Well, it, 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 pretty much, pretty much. The, the important thing about committing it to what we call an investment policy statement, whether that be for an institution or an individual, is it's important to commit it to writing. So you have a roadmap to go back to at some point in time, especially when you've been through a financial crisis such as we've just been through. Basically, that investment policy statement, you know, putting those objectives, those risk tolerances, uh, and, and that policy down on a piece of paper, um, it, it more or less prevents you from making, you know, emotional or what we call ad hoc decisions in times of stress. Um, and institutions, institutions have used that, you know, that pattern for years, um, because as you know, on on institutional boards, people come and go, so there has to be something in writing, and um, it, it having having this map really keeps people on the right track. Well, you know, Elena, um, you were kidding about having to get a couch or put people on a couch. You know, the person who started the whole coaching field in the late 80s was a financial consultant, Thomas Leonard, and he really got into all the personal issues. And when we talk about money, it's such a loaded 
uh, issue, all that stuff came up. So well, maybe interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, interestingly enough, um, I just spoke at a at an advisor summit, and and we looked at. Um, in, in our industry, there have always been eight questions that consultants basically would ask of their clients. And uh, in recent years, those in the last two years, those eight questions have changed considerably. Um, you know, and I'll be happy to share those with you if if you'd like. Sure. They're they're very simple questions. I mean, originally the the eight questions were your name, address, and your social security number, your age, your occupation, your income, net worth liquid net worth, investment objectives, and how many years of investment experience have you had? Uh Today, those questions have changed dramatically and and are much more emotional. Um, The the questions are, what does your money mean to you? Mm. What do you try to teach your children or grandchildren about money? And if you could give one, just one thing to your children, what would it be? What are the values you hold most dearly? If you could live your life over again, what would you do differently? If money were no object, what would you most want to do? Of all the gifts of your time and money that you have given to charity in the past years, which was the most meaningful to you? And if your doctor gave you 24 hours to live, what would be your biggest regret? So financial advisors have become consultants. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a much more consultive, uh, consultive prospect, uh, process but, these days. So, Lena, I just have a, a question I just want to follow up with, because mm-hmm. I think bringing in the, what you want to teach your children adds a whole different perspective. Or maybe say a little bit about kind of what, either what you, you know, the value of that or what kind of answers you're getting, because I think that's kind of an unconscious things that a lot of us aren't aware of what we're teaching our kids about. Well, interestingly enough, there's, there's a lot of wealth transfer that's going to take place from the, uh, from the baby boomers, the baby boomers generation. And um, a lot of parents have not equipped their children properly um, on how to handle the money. Mm-hmm. And um, there's an interesting uh, organization called the Institute for Preparing Heirs, and um, they, they've come out with a, a very uh, interesting book called Preparing Heirs, Five Steps to a Successful Transition of Family Wealth and Values, because these, these, uh, the next generation is coming out totally um, ill-equipped to handle money. So it's very important that that parents involve their children as much as possible in every step of the way of this wealth transfer, and even prior to that. Um, I, I don't know, you know, I'm sure several of your listeners have children, and they've given them credit cards, and every, everyone makes financial mistakes in their lives. But if you start teaching your children early um, about money and about investing, you can avoid a lot of those issues. It's fascinating as I'm listening to you. It, it would seem to me that there's also another very important element going on in today's marketplace besides being unprepared, and that would be, and I'm going to ask you this as more of a question about how you feel about this, Elena, but mm-hmm. do you feel that, that many people need to stay more positive in the coming year about their financial future? Um, I mean, we talk about being able to give children wealth, 
those of us who are listening right now are saying, <laughs> I wish I had wealth to give. So it, it, are, there, are there things that we all need to do to stay positive in the coming year about our financial future? Well, um, I think we, you have to have a positive outlook. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think that, you know, the, the, we live in a much more global society than we ever have. And um, when, when you think about all the possibilities uh, of, of what is out there, just think about where, we, where we've come over the last 10 or 15 years. I mean, 15 or 20 years ago, who had personal computers? Um, so with technology, there is, there is just so much to, to be positive about moving forward and so much progress that, that we're making. The last two years have, have kind of uh, dealt everyone kind of a, a blow in the, in the belly, and everyone's lost a lot of confidence. But I think if everyone um, out there has some realistic goals about investing, and about how they can build wealth, um, that they can, they can stay positive. I, I think you have to stay positive about the possibilities of investing. You can't hide your money under a rock. It's just not going to yield anything. Thanks, uh, Elaine. I think kind of along what, what we're talking about, in your role, what are some of the most common issues you know, that you see people face with today? And then... In our intro, we said uh, you say that listening is the key, and maybe you can uh, yeah. elucidate on that some more. Well, I, you know, I think that there are, you know, some some errors that people make uh, in judgment and, and uh, in their investing pattern. Um, it's important both for the advisor, the consultant, as well as the the client, the investor, to listen, listen carefully. Um, it, one of the things early on that I was taught in my career by, by a gentleman uh, was, was learn to listen, to sit and listen to what people are saying, especially as a consultant, because most of the time people say that they want X amount of return, but they don't understand what you have to do to get to that return. Um, so a lot of times it's, it's my job to manage expectations and, um, and listening to what these people think about uh, in investing is very important. On the other side, as, as a client, you have to listen to what your advisor is telling you. And, you know, at the end of the day, if it sounds too good to be true, I know it's an old cliche, but it is too good to be true. Um, you know, there are some, some errors in investing that people make. Uh, you know, one is they have unclear investment objectives. Um, you know, they're seeking to build wealth and they really don't know how they're going to do it. Um, they, they invest with incomplete understanding of, of what they're investing in. Elena, um, I want you to pause right there on that thought because this is so intriguing. And I know our listeners don't want to miss one word of what you're saying. I know I don't want to miss one word of what you're saying. We're going to take a quick break. This is Leadership Development News. Come right back. Elena Spillov is talking to us about lessons in listening and investment policy. So come right back.
whether the market's up or down. Or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Everyone is unique in their health, as well as their illness. Therefore, achieving optimal health is a personal journey. Join host Pamela Hyen for Creating Your Healthy Life, a program made to educate, encourage, and empower you on your personal journey. Pamela and her guests will explore the who, what, and why of alternative health and many more subjects of interest. Listen for Creating Your Healthy Life, Thursday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You've read the books, listened to the CDs, and gone to the workshops to learn spirituality. Now there's a way to help you live it every single day. The Spiritual Workout with Stephen Morrison. Call with any issue at all and Stephen will passionately help you see which of 15 universally spiritual concepts apply to your circumstance and how. Practice every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on The Spiritual Workout on 7th Wave Network. It's a practical path to a happier, more peaceful, and richer life experience. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Elena Spillove today, and she's talking about how to be a good listener. She's a top financial uh, advisor in, a Barron's, in the Barron's winner circle. And Elena, before the break, you were talking about some of the, some of the, just the errors in judgment um, you know, that investors may have had. One was a complete, incomplete understanding of kind of what they wanted, where they want to go. Maybe you can uh, follow up on that. Sure. You know, it's, it's really important to, uh, to consider how each investors investments how each person's investments whether whether they're an institution or or an individual investor fits into the overall portfolio their overall investment portfolio and that includes real estate that includes any 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 type of investment you know how does how does each investment compare with the other um, does it have a similar return potential um, 
will you have access to the money when you need it, and, and what are the risks involved? Um, so you really have to ask those questions. Um, the, the, other, the other mistake that people make is, is they, they invest without regard to changing market conditions. Um, long-term investing tends to smooth out obvious short-term fluctuations, and investors need to be mindful and responsive to, to the trends that are going on in the economy. If, if you've built a really good, solid portfolio, um, it should weather most storms. Um, and, and historically, that, that, has, that has been proven out. Um, you have to make sure that you're, what you're buying, what you're investing in is consistent with your goals. Uh, you know, you want to make sure that if you're seeking to build wealth and to generate income, it's going to determine the amount of risk you're willing to accept. Um, basic needs and risk tolerance are fundamental parameters that influence every investment decision. Um, you need to have some knowledge of tax laws or at least have an advisor that has a lot of knowledge of tax laws, even though most advisors are not tax advisors, but they have, they have more knowledge than the average um, individual. Um, one of the other mistakes that people make is they take profits too soon. Um, they, they, people will take profits uh, early for short-term gains. That's, that's trading, not investing, and there's a, there's a big difference between that. Trading is, is really for those individuals who understand risk and are willing to take that risk and are willing to bear losses. Um, big, big difference between trading and investing. Investing is for a long-term. Investing is a long-term process. Um, you know, on the other hand, uh, one of the other errors is that some investors allow their losses to run. Um, many people are, are are really reluctant to sell. They're they're reluctant to pull the trigger, and. Um, you know, I, I've I've seen it happen many times where people watch watch an individual investment go, let's say, from sixty all the way down to to twenty, hoping that it will go back to sixty again, and it never does. So you really have to know when to pull the trigger and take your losses. And um, I think one of the biggest mistakes is overlooking the time value of money. Uh, many many people fail to recognize the value of compounding over time. Um, as your money earns interest and dividends, that income may also earn income if it's reinvested. So, you know, if, if you haven't kind of picked up on what I'm saying, it's um, I, I take a pretty conservative approach to investing. And there's no reason why, unless, uh, unless you're, you're a trader and willing to take a lot of risk, that the general population shouldn't be a conservative investor. Elena, as you're talking, it's really clear to me that some of your skills and your strengths as a listener are also aligned with how you take action on behalf of an investor. Looking across your entire track record of, of the career that you've had and arriving at today, what, what, what skills and, and core strengths do you really feel in your heart? 
have served you best in your career in, in both good times and tough times? Patience. Um, I, I think patience is, is really something in, in, in this business, in the business of what I do, uh, it has served me incredibly well. Um, markets run in cycles, and um, I believe and have believed for, for several years now that the investment philosophy that, that I, uh, that I uh, believe in and that, the, that I ascribe to, uh, the process basically is what we call it, um, works. And um, these markets in the past decade, uh, from 2000 until uh, recently, have, have basically proved that, that philosophy out. Um, patience is a virtue. If you, have the right, um, if you have the right process in place and you're realistic about what you can achieve, uh, then your investment portfolio you know, will, <laughs> will yield what you, uh, what you set your objectives out. Now, do you think um, that that do you think your skills as an investment counselor are are different from others, and and if so, why? Because I will tell you, in my own experience, uh, having worked with investment counselors, I I do think that you that you are different, and that you have a a perspective that advocates for the individual rather than what somebody's trying to sell at that point in time. Does that make any sense? Oh, no, there's a, there's a big difference um, in, in, I think, what I do and what other people that call themselves investment consultants do. Um, it, just, just as in any industry, I mean, there are salespeople out there and then there are consultants, and, and I, I have worked very hard um, over the years to be a consultant, to, to listen, to also educate myself, um, both from a, a qualitative standpoint and a quantitative standpoint. Um, I think education is key and, and keeping up on trends, not just in the market, but what's going on in the industry. How, how are we analyzing portfolios? How are we looking at investing? Um, you know, I am not... Uh, if, if, if you came to me, Kathy, and said, well, what stock do you like? What's your favorite stock? I couldn't tell you. Honestly, I couldn't because I, I don't do that. I don't pick stocks and bonds. I, I uh, basically build portfolios. I don't predict events. I prepare portfolios for events. So no, it, it, when you say that, it, it comes, becomes clear to me, and really I think as somebody who's in the emotional intelligence business, given the questions that Elena posed before that are much more emotional questions about mm-hmm. what you do with your money, you can see the distinction in the kind of person, right, that Elena, as an investment consultant, is going to be successful with. And I think, Relly, you may have asked the question, what is APIC, A-P-I-C, in the introduction? And Elena, please correct me, but I believe it's the Association for Professional Investment Consultants. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think it's really interesting that leadership and emotional intelligence and positive psychology are all so much more of a foundation today than ever before 
for investments that are, as you're saying, much more emotional than we have ever thought them to be, especially in this market. So this is fascinating for me to listen um, to you talk about this. This is really an art form. This is not telling people what to do. This is listening and helping people make the right choices. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It really is kind of, like you're saying, a consulting, a a mentor, a coach, you know, around the specific topics around finances. So, uh, um, Elena, a question I have, I imagine, for our listener listeners also. Here it is, the start of a new year. What are the things that people should do uh, right now to you know to help themselves? Should should they go to APEC and find a financial consultant? Should they go to someone that they already have investments with, um, but this is always a time for change and kind of looking forward at the start of the new year. What, what would be some of your tips? Well, I think um, the first thing is they, they have to, uh, they should make an appointment to see their financial advisor. That's the first thing. Um, and, and during that meeting, um, reevaluate, reassess where they are, where they're going. Uh, there's no sense in looking at where they've been because that's happened in the past and uh, can't do much to change that. But going forward, um, you know, are they in a place that uh, they feel comfortable with? Are they with an advisor that they, they uh, are confident will help them weather the storm? What happened over the last two years? Was that advisor, um, was that advisor on the phone with them? Um, you know, being a financial advisor or consultant is akin to being a physician, an attorney, and an accountant. Um, you, you really have to build that relationship with your client, and your client should be able to come with you, uh, come to you to consult. So it, 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 to me, that's so important. You said, you know, you have to build a relationship just like you would a physician, and. Um, I know you have more to say about that, so we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Leadership Development News, and we're speaking to Elena Spillup, who is um, the go-to person for financial advice, and uh, we'll be listening to more of Elena's advice when we come back, so do come right back. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? 
do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. What is whole person healing via body, via mind, and via spirit? It's a dedication to the widest selection of healing practices worldwide whenever possible. Hosted by Professor Rustam Roy, a noted material scientist and the founder of Friends of Health, who will be here each weekend with the most in-depth information about whole person healing from the world's leading practitioners, spokespersons, and major supporters for this viewpoint. Tune in every Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Elena Spillove and getting some uh, financial advice for 2010. And we're wondering, uh, Elena, maybe you can tell us a little bit about, we always hear that the market is driven by the psychology of money. We also hear that we can be our own worst enemy when it comes to money. Uh, Can we really learn how to manage our money by understanding behavior, or is it more by just understanding the numbers? No, unfortunately, it's uh, it's a a lot about behavior. I mean, certainly I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I'm not, I'm not trained in this, but um, markets are, a, a lot of the market is driven by fear and greed. Um, you know, there are, there are some rules of, of managing your money, and uh, it's, it's, the first rule is preserve your wealth. Uh, and that goes back to the, the old uh, saying that I said, if it sounds too good to be true, it's got to be too good to be true. Um, look, look at the history of the capital markets and, and look at historical returns. You don't have to be a genius or, or really be proficient in, uh, in the market to, to know what those returns are. Um, they're, they're, they're not double-digit returns, I can tell you that. Um, so preserving wealth is, is important. Uh, I guess rule number two is don't forget rule number one. Um, and, and again, uh, you know, aim for a fair return, something that, that's reasonable. Um, time will, will work in your favor. Be patient. Um, and, um, and 20, 30% returns uh, on an annual basis are just not right. Uh, look, look what, all, what happened to all those people that invested with Bernie Madoff, and that's, those are the kinds of returns they were getting. Um, the markets are controlled by fear and greed. And again, patience, patience serves you well. Uh, if you have a good, solid uh, investment program in place, um, it will serve you well. Uh, it just needs to be tweaked every now and then. And um, be mindful of inflation. Inflation can, can kind of be the secret enemy. You just have to be aware that inflation is out there. It is always out there, and that's kind of the boogeyman today. 
and uh, just be aware that uh, that it is out there, it does exist, and, and you want to do better than inflation in your investments. Elena, can you share? <clears throat> pardon me. Can you share a quick personal story uh, about advice you gave to someone that really made a difference in their lives? Um. Was it sure. just believing in uh, your advice or, or, or believing in themselves? Well, it was, it was a, a, I, I would say both. About 15 years ago, um, when I came, uh, shortly after I came to Smith Barney, I was assigned an account, uh, a woman who had just retired from, uh, from a big corporation and, and got her 401k. And um, someone had been managing it, and they, she had lost some money, and she was very nervous because that was the only nest egg that she had. And um, I have to say, it took a while. It took a while for me to win her confidence um, in, in this process of investing as opposed to picking stocks and buying and selling and, uh, and trading. Um, but I can tell you that her goal was she wanted to be a millionaire. And um, I won't tell you where she started, but it wasn't anywhere near a million dollars. And uh, we got her portfolio to a million dollars. It took a number of years to get there. And uh, on the day that happened, I bought a bottle of champagne and drove up to uh, northern New Jersey and knocked on her door. And... Um, she threw her arms around me and she said, you know, when I, when I first met you, I was so skeptical. I had been burned so many times and um, your advice for me to be patient and to, uh, you, you continually reminded me of what my objectives were and what my risk tolerance was. Uh, you know, we had gone through a, a, a funny time with her portfolio. We, we went through the tech craze, and she wanted to buy all these technology stocks that were high flyers. And, you know, we bought some, uh, but we, we bought them being mindful of what her objectives were. So, you know, that's, that's my success story. And uh, she's been with me now for 20 years as a client. And to me, that, that's, the best, that's the best paycheck I can have, um, is having clients for, you know, 15, 20 years, 10 years, and uh, and then having their children and their children's children as clients. A referral is the is the best way a client can thank me. That's a that's great input. And uh, Elena, in your opinion, you know, where do you think the uh, the average person can get the best, basic, easy to understand information about their finances or money? You know, that may be able to benefit them, benefit their family. Um, you know, is there a book that they should go to? Um, so where would the average um, investor go to? You know, there, there's so much information out there today on the Internet, and, and you do have to be careful. Um, you know, I tell some people, pick up one of those books, Investing for Dummies, um, just to get some basic knowledge if you don't have any. Uh, and and uh, then you can you can go on the the Finra website. That's the uh, that's the basic SEC website, and um, and and hunt and peck around on that for some information. Uh, you know the Wall Street Journal, Barrons. Um, you know, 
get yourself a subscription to Business Week or Fortune. Um, Money Magazine is a good place to start. There's, there's just a, a lot of different places. There's a lot of information out there. What you really want to do is you want to make sure that you're getting, you know, good information. Outstanding. And how can people reach you? Um, they can reach me on, on our website. Institutionalconsulting.city.com backslash the East West Group. That's it. That's it. Or so www.institutionalconsulting.city.com backslash the East West Group. Right. And, you know, many of us know that understanding more about money really can help reduce our stress levels. And when we reduce our stress levels, we, we increase our health and our well-being. Do you agree with that? Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, I think one of the – I, I don't know this for a fact, but I think if you would take a poll, and I'm sure there's one out there somewhere, um, you know, money – Money can, even though people don't like to say it, um, you know, money can make you happy or sad. And uh, I think money can cause a tremendous amount of stress. And if you get that under control uh, and you, you put it in, a, in a, a good place where you feel good about what you're doing and you feel as though you're moving forward and have a good plan, the plan is, is key, then that will reduce your stress level tremendously. Now, you said... Just something at the very beginning of the show, you said you need to put together a statement. What did you call that statement, a spending and investment philosophy statement? An investment policy statement. It's, it's, it's basically a four-step process. Understand what your objectives are and your risk tolerance is. Put it in writing. Find out what you want to do. Make sure you monitor it and make sure you hire someone that you have some confidence in. I love it. It's so simple. This has been very helpful, Elena, uh, some, some good information, especially at this time of year. I imagine getting more and more clients you know, coming in in your practice. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good. Well, thank you very much for, for taking the time. Uh, this has been Leadership Development News. Um, Kathy, you want to say anything else to sign us off? I just... Say realistic goals of building wealth are critical. Elena has made that point throughout our show, and I think the fact that making those decisions needs to be practical and emotional is so important for all of us. Thanks, Elena. It's been great talking to you, and we're going to follow your advice in 2010 for sure. Great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks. And this has been Leadership Development News. Tune in again next week. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you're leaving us today with some great ideas and inspiration from today's top leaders. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.